following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack It Raw podcast, episode 82. I am your host, the warden, Matt Ritter. I am here, as always, with my co-host, the self-knighted Sir Cusslot, Travis Pointer. You there, Travis? Yeah, I was waiting for you to introduce me properly. Self-knighted Sir Cusslot, Travis Pointer. How's that you not You were proper? watching the creation conversation. You know my name, sir. Actually, I caught, like, the middle of the creation conversation. I didn't start. This is your boy, Sir Cusslot, Travis Pointer, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. T-Money, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. the H-N-I-C. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. But what I am going to do is I'm going to talk to you people. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a spoiler, unless, of course, you follow me on Twitter and actually pay attention to what I tweet. Just a heads up. But a little while back, a few weeks back, I tweeted something out about a TV show that I've been watching with my wife about how I knew who one of the contestants on that show was. And Travis laughed at me on Twitter. And I asked him what was so funny. He goes, because you're wrong. And I'm like, how am I wrong? And he gave me this whole list of reasons why I was not correct as to who I thought it was. And I found out tonight I was motherfucking correct. Now Travis is going to look at me and say, listen here, the thing is, I don't care. But guess what? I'm not going to let him do that shit because whether he cares or not, he's not taking this victory away from me. I was fucking right. I won, and I wish you were here in Illinois so I could teabag your ass right now. That's how happy I am that I got that shit funny. right. He was so sure that he wouldn't bet me, though. So, you know. I told you no more pizza bets. I can't do it. Eh, well, do it. if you were so sure, you should have bet me. You the should- second thing. It doesn't matter. I was right. And that's vindication enough. The second thing that we got to get out of the way is today, ladies and gentlemen, is someone's birthday, a very special member of our group of friends, a occasional co-host here on the Smack and Raw podcast, um, and a special member of the Smack and Raw podcast group on Facebook, the one, the only, the Polish Hammer. And because he is special, he gets a special birthday shout out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Polish Hammer Phil Stozik. Happy birthday to you. Travis, it is very fitting that today is the 30th birthday of the Polish Hammer because I was just thinking to myself the other day, I have not been pounded in a long time. It's been a long time since the racket got a good pounding. So, Mr. Polish Hammer, I will be coming to visit you after this podcast is over because the rack needs a good pounding, and I feel like everyone deserves a little birthday sex. So I will see you very soon, sir. Thank you. Now that we got that out of the way, you want to get into some news and rumors? Let's do it. Uh, first off, it's been reported that Chris Hemsworth is going to play Hulk Hogan in a biopic about Hulk Hogan that is going to be completely inaccurate because I am a 100% sure that Hulk Hogan has creative control over this movie which means that he picked the actor to play him because, well, Chris Hemsworth has played a god among men, and that's how Hogan thinks of himself. And he's going to lie and change every true detail of his personal life and career to make himself look as good as possible because that's what Hogan does. And once you get over your Hogan Hayden, just watch the movie. We'll see what actually happens. I did go see Fighting With My Family, and it was fucking fantastic. I absolutely enjoyed it. And if you guys have not gone to see it yet, Travis and I both recommend you go check that out. 
Um, the Undertaker is doing his first non-WWE appearance at StarCast 2 before Double or Nothing, which everyone's making a big deal out of because it's so closely associated with ADW and blah, blah, blah. But apparently The Undertaker has put some feelers out there that he's ready to start just doing some appearances and not necessarily WWE appearances, which I think is cool. So, you know, hey, fuck it. Why not? All these people that Travis doesn't know, except for uh, two of uh, no, three of them. You know three of the four. Hideo Itami, Ty Dillinger, Arn Anderson, and TJP have all officially been released by the WWE. I know who all of them are. Every time I say Hideo Itami, you say, I don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. That's why I know who it is. Yeah. I know him. Uh, apparently. I don't know who he is. Arn Anderson was in a producer role. He was released, and Bruce Pritchard was rehired by WWE as a producer. Um, so that'll be interesting. Travis, you and I talked about this. Uh, Kofi Kingston just upped himself uh, in my book a little bit as of last Friday when I listened to the Edge and Christian podcast because he let us know that he watches movies, mostly anime and some kung fu movies and things like that, to get inspiration for some of his moves. And The Trouble in Paradise is based off a kick that Kino does in one of our favorite movies, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And I said, if you're going to steal, better steal from the best. So, yeah. Also, uh, that fall that he does off the top rope in the cage is from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's called The Christ Fall. That's where he got uh, inspiration for that. That's awesome. Honky Tonk Man has been, is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He is the next announced inductee this year. Cool story, bro. Well, it's good because we're doing an intercontinental title tournament over on Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' a Raw, yeah, which is being run by – what? Didn't he just get knocked out, though? He might have. He might have. It's a close call. Um, we'll have to take a look. But he is one of the longest-reigning Intercontinental Champions, so it is fitting that we are doing this tournament and he is getting inducted. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, we reported last week that Corey Graves may or may not be slipping Carmella some consensual penis and cheating on his wife. He's not cheating on his wife. Uh, I found out that they are in the midst of a divorce, and papers have been filed. It's just waiting to be finalized. This has been going on for some time now, which means that, Technically, if they're in the midst of a divorce, he can give anyone the consensual penis he wants, including Carmella. They're not no harm, no foul. So there's no cheating. Exactly. Makes sense. But, ladies and gentlemen, while we are on that note, and Travis, this is not only just for our single listeners out there, but for you as well. Is your love life on a bigger losing streak than Kurt Hawkins? Do other dating apps have you feeling ready to tap out? Well, if you want to pin love to the mat, there's only one app for you, One Fall. It's the online dating app that matches you with other wrestling fans based on your favorite matches, stipulations, and memorable moments. So whether you're looking for that five-star match or the perfect tag team partner, One Fall is the only way to win. So go download it now in the App Store and start your road to Love-A-Mania today. One Fall is not a real dating app. The Smack It Raw podcast is not responsible for any failed relationships brought on by this commercial. And remember, always use a condom with your partner. So you want to get into uh, Monday Night Raw now that we got that our first ever commercial out of the way? Yeah, let's just talk about Raw, man. Just, yeah. yeah. Tell me you did not enjoy that because that was pretty fucking good. I'm muting you next time you do that. Continue. Oh, bullshit. 
Uh, Roman Reigns is in remission. He came out and let us know that uh, between four to five months after he told us he had leukemia, that uh, he's back in remission. He looks exactly the same way he did when he left. Um, so good for him. I, I, I pray to God that he actually had leukemia and this is not, no, you know what? Here's the thing. Wrestling is a TV show. People get cancer that don't actually have cancer on TV shows all the time, whether it be soap operas or the Sopranos or whatever. So I really don't have a problem with it. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying it is convenient that he got it was away for four months, shot a movie while he was away for four months, and then came back right before WrestleMania. What movie? He did uh, Hobbs and Shaw with The oh, Rock. He, just, he didn't sh- he, Okay, yeah, he was in it. Okay, I got you. He was in it, yeah. Yeah, but, but you made it seem like he starred in a movie. You're like, okay, he no, was- No, 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 no. He's the right, plays The Rock's brother, so he probably was just in a few scenes. Well, go ahead. He went away, and he partook in a movie, and then came back right before WrestleMania, and I really hope that if you did have leukemia, he is remission and everything's cool. I'm just, just saying it's a very short time with no physical changes. And while he was off, he was still working out and participating in a movie while battling cancer. Um, after we got that and Seth Rollins came out to congratulate him on his return, we roll into my least favorite segment of Monday Night Raw, because not only did Gargano and Ciampa beat our new Raw Tag Team Champions last week, did you see the Revivals match this week, Travis? What was the match? Remind me. Alistair Black and Ricochet versus the Revival? Yeah. Yeah. So now, not only did a former tag team that they faced before beat them, even though they just won the titles two weeks ago, now, their second match since becoming Raw Tag Team Champions, they have lost to two guys that aren't even a tag team. Two guys from NXT that just teamed up. Now, mind you, I don't have an issue with Aleister Black getting wins. Aleister Black hasn't lost a match since he's shown up, and that is fan-fucking-tastic because I love Aleister Black. But at the same time, the fuck are we doing to these tag team champions? You give them the belts, and then you have them lose twice two NXT superstars, back-to-back weeks. They've had zero wins since they've won the tag team titles. Why couldn't we put DIY, Gargano and Ciampa? wins on TV. Yeah. Why couldn't we have Gargano and Ciampa and Black and Ricochet take on the B team or Ascension or any other fucking team out there that is on Raw? Why beat the tag team champions? It makes no sense. It's a good point. And I don't have an answer for you, sir. Uh, did you see the Elias Dean Ambrose segment? Yes. So you saw Elias come out and get interrupted and then talk about ACDC and then hit a dirty deeds and then say that he wants a match, no DQ against Drew McIntyre later. All right, beautiful. He was also interrupted by Lacey Evans, and she just keeps walking out, walking down the aisle, turning around and walking away. Um, I'm assuming you saw the Riot Squad Ronda Rousey Natalia match, obviously. Yeah. So the Riot Squad take on Ronda and Natalia. This match ends in a DQ when Becky Lynch limps her ass through the crowd, through uh, walks through the barricade, and then hits Natalia with the crutch, giving Natalia and Ronda the win. Ronda and Becky awkwardly wrestle over the crutch for a little while. 
before security shows up and the police show up and Becky is hauled off and arrested. And all of this should have looked and felt cooler than it did. It just felt off to me, including Ronda walking back down to the ring with her belt, calling out Vince McMahon. And I'm not, it wasn't a bad promo. It was just, it felt awkward up until the end where she said that if Becky Lynch isn't reinstated or as she referred to her, that redheaded douche or orange haired douche, something like that, um, because the people want it, Ronda wants it and Becky wants it. If she doesn't get reinstated and doesn't get the match, then Ronda doesn't want to defend this title because it means nothing. And she lays it down at Stephanie's feet and walks out. Um, yeah, I agree. It wasn't executed well enough, but the content was good. You know what I mean? Like what it was yeah, no. was good. Um, I like the story just, it, here. Let's see where it goes. It could have been bigger. It could have been cooler. Also, the crowd chaining triple threat when Travis has made it very clear that he wants a one-on-one match. Though I think at this point, it's very clear where you're going to go to a triple threat match at WrestleMania. I know. I was like, what the fuck are you people doing? Don't chant triple threat. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't give them that. Fuck you guys. I hate it. Uh, I'm going to assume you missed Jinder Mahal's segment. Yeah, why would they put Jinder Mahal on Hulu? And did you miss the uh, Bailey Nia match? Yeah, I didn't see Bailey either. Okay. Uh, what you did do is you saw the moment of bliss with Finn Balor. Yes, and I yes I saw Alexa Bliss continuing this thirst trap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, she went out there and pretty much told Finn, "If you let me see your abs, I'll show you my." And then that dirty piece of shit, Leo Rush, that motherfucker, Leo Rush, before we found out what she was going to show him, was it her boobs? Was it her ass? Was it pictures of her as WWE Raw Women's Champion? You know, what was it? We don't know because Leo Rush interrupted. Couldn't get wait Bobby Lashley. five more seconds. Couldn't wait five seconds. Fucking bullshit. And he didn't even get Bobby Lashley a match. Instead, he got himself a match for the IC title, and know. he lost. <laughs> It was a good match, so Rush looked good. He kept taking out Finn's leg. Finn was still able to hit the coup de grace on one bad leg. Um, completely just ruined that moment of bliss, and it's killing me. It well, really it has been a true moment of bliss. Yeah. Uh, Drew takes on Dean Ambrose, and Drew wins because Elias comes down in an ODQ match, helps him out, and then Corbin and Lashley join in the beatdown. And then Roman and Seth make the save, which makes me believe that Maybe by or before WrestleMania, the Shield will have reunited, and maybe it is the Shield that will take out the Beast to get Seth Rollins his Universal Championship. Yeah, this is one of those things I've, I've talked about this before. It's kind of like with the Undertaker and Kane kind of thing. Just like, yo, that's my brother. We fight. We can whoop each other's ass all we want, but you can't do that. Like, you well, don't fucking touch my brother. You know. They haven't reunited yet. And last week, Dean asked Seth, you know, where were you out there? And Seth's like, what? Why would I? Why would I help you? But now that Roman Reigns is back, and we got to see Superman punch and a spear, and people are actually cheering Roman Reigns because how do you boo a guy who just got into remission from having leukemia? You'd have to be complete and total assholes on the night that he comes back to boo him. Mm-hmm. And also, it's one of those things too. We've talked about this before. When people booed Roman, they weren't actually booing Roman; they were booing Roman's booking. You know, so. 
It's just, you fix that, we don't have that problem anymore. That's another problem I have with this crowd is they were chanting WrestleMania to Roman Reigns. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm happy he's back, but we do not need him in another WrestleMania main event. You need to shut the fuck up. And then Roman Reigns goes, hey, let's crawl before we walk and walk before we run. And I'm like, exactly, Roman. Mm-hmm. Because I swear to God, if they fuck up another match for WrestleMania and take Seth Rollins, the winner, out and put you in that match, I am going to have a fucking shit fit. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that, though, because I think that's all leading to something. But. Oh, so do I. And I, I think I know where you're going. And if that's the case, I'm good with it. So Exactly. Um, then last but not least, uh, <laughs> we have Ric Flair's birthday bash at, like, the last five minutes of Raw, and they bring out Sting, and they bring out Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and Shawn Michaels, who retired Ric Flair, and Kurt Angle. And there's a cake, and there's a big gold belt for Ric Flair underneath the fucking – uh, satin sheet that you know for the reveal but before Ric Flair gets to come out we go backstage and we see Batista dragging a cameraman to a door and then going into a locker room and dragging Ric Flair out and then looking in the camera and saying do I have your attention now Hunter with a weird fucking blue nose ring I was just about and to say it is awkward ass bright blue nose ring and what looked to be new tattoos on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, He's also I, been talking shit about The Rock. You seen that? Mm. He's like, he's a big star, but he's not a good actor. <laughs> I'm a better actor than him and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like the comparisons or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's going right. full heel right now. And I love it, actually. <laughs> and that's the thing. We got a little bit of it at Raw 25 where he told Triple H, you know, the only person you haven't beat is me. And I've been hearing for a long time with him going on podcasts and doing interviews that this is what he wanted. He wanted to come back and he wanted to face Triple H at WrestleMania. And apparently Triple H has been cleared for WrestleMania despite that injury that he had. So that's where we're going. And it all starts now, which it's about damn time. Because I know we talked about we got Fastlane, but Fastlane is like a speed bump on the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I really need some good builds to WrestleMania. Like I need some shit going on. That doesn't necessarily need to lead through fast lane. Like you can make a little stop at fast lane and do a little something there, but like let's get some shit moving because WrestleMania is right around the corner. Not half fast lane. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be cool with that. Well, it's time, Travis. Not good enough for Hulu. Uh, Jinder comes out and he talks crap about Ric Flair, and then Kurt Angle comes out and Kurt Angle beats Jinder Mahal. Surprisingly. Kurt Angle won a match. Oh. Hmm. And then we had it announced that it would be Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Tamina at Fastlane for the new WWE women's tag team titles. And to kind of get us ready for that match, Bailey takes on Nia Jax, one on one singles match with Sasha and Tamina at ringside. So next Bailey beats Nia. We'll take on Tamina. Possibly. Uh, Bailey beats Nia, though. Mm hmm. So, yeah, not good enough for Hulu this week. Not a whole lot. Uh, stupid Jinder Hall se- segment where he whines and cries about not being invited to Ric Flair's birthday bash and talks Apparently crap about Ric Flair. After it went off the air. It did. I posted that. Yeah. Um, and Bailey beating Nia in a singles match. That was eh. Bailey didn't even beat her with the belly to belly or the Bailey to belly. She beat her with uh, the elbow drop off the top rope. That macho man elbow drop. All right, Travis, here we go. 
SmackDown starts out with the contract signing between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan for the match at Fastlane that neither of us wanted to happen because we thought it for sure meant we would not see Kofi Kingston become WWE champion. And after all the accolades and all the hype and praise that Stephanie and Shane give Kofi and the little package that they made for him to show that it's been 11 years and this is finally his chance. He finally gets his title shot. What? Don't call Kofi's package little. Uh, Do you know that it's a big package? I don't know how big it is. I'm just saying you shouldn't assume that it's little, though. It's it's also not fair to assume that it's big, so. I'm not assuming either Uh, way. That's my point. Point is, Kofi comes down. We're all ready to sign the contract, and then Vince's music hits. And I think when Vince's music hit, yes, racist bastard. Um. I think we all just had our hearts sink a little bit. Like, we knew what was coming. It was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And sure as shit, he says that it's his job to put together the biggest box office main event for every pay-per-view. And Kofi's just not big box office because he's black. So I went and found a white guy named Kevin Owens who got a new tattoo. And he's going to take on another white guy. Because that's big box office. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. But. And Woods and Biggie had a shit fit. And mm-hmm. Kofi was just motherfucking mm-hmm. glaring yeah. at Kevin Owens. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. We keep saying it. They keep saying it. It's the road to WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. I have to. I have to believe that they realized that the best thing for business is Kofi Daniel at WrestleMania or maybe even Kofi Kevin Owens. I don't care who it is, as long as it's Kofi at Mania for the WWE Championship. So, because they'd already announced that Kofi was going to go to Fastlane, they made a change. And they put Kevin Owens in this match so that Kofi could win a match, work his way, do something to get into a match at WrestleMania where, pray to fucking God, Kofi Kingston is crowned WWE champion. That's what I'm believing to, and that's what I'm choosing to believe right now. Even though all my better judgment is telling me that's not what's going to happen because, you know, history. But the way things are going makes me want to believe that this is what we're going to get. So... I'm going to be a bit more positive than I was last week. How about that? Especially because there's all that talk from Biggie and Xavier Woods about he's waited 11 years. What more could he do? He's a multiple-time champion. He's, you know, Royal Rumble standout. He's this, he's that. How long does he have to wait? Why does this keep happening? And they keep saying specifically, why does this keep happening? When is going to be his time? And that they're not going to let it go. So I've got to believe Kofi at Mania. Kofi made it. They're not going to let it go, and neither are we. Absolutely not. I even tweeted out today, and we'll talk about it when we get to uh, a moment in black wrestling history, which is what I'm redubbing that segment that we do now. Um, That's going to be over. Mark Henry. (laughs) No, no, no. See, you were drunk last week, and you weren't paying attention. I said it's fucked up that Black History Month is the shortest month of the year, so we're going to extend it a week or two. Because the African-American wrestlers deserve 
to get longer than a shortened month. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that at and all. You said, you said you're cool with that, and whether you were drunk and said you were cool with it or not, it's my fucking show, and I'm doing it. So you know, I'm two still weeks cool with it. I just didn't yeah. remember remember the conversation. Okay. But Mark Henry waited 15 years before he got his spot. Booker T waited 11. Kofi has waited 10. It's time. Or no, I'm sorry. Booker T waited 10. Kofi's waited 11. It's time. Kofi mania. Hell yeah. Speaking of returns, Matt Hardy showed back up. Yeah. Teamed with Jeff. Surprise. Happy surprise. They beat the bar. Eh, He didn't show back up as Woken Matt Hardy. And we talked about it. Originally, everyone thought, like, he retired. And then he said he didn't retire. He was just taking some time off. Um, There was a lot of talk about him maybe being injured and going into a producer role. But – He's back here. They beat the bar. I guess they needed something for Jeff to do. Yeah. My what? question is, where the fuck's Bray Wyatt? Oh, uh, he's gone. Where he's the not- fuck is Bray Wyatt? He's not coming. Fuck you. He's done. He's done. That's it. No more Bray. He's going to come back as Husky Harris. As long as he comes back, I don't care what they call him. Travis, I think this was probably your favorite moment on SmackDown. We got an open challenge from our absentee. Now, mind you, we got our truth and we didn't get Oscar. So we're still going with the we can have one but not both trend, uh, which yeah. is stupid, especially yeah. because they announced that on WWE.com, Mandy Rose would take on Oscar at Fastlane. Why they didn't announce that on the show, why the women's champion wasn't on the show, was apparently because He's the U.S. champion was on the show and we don't have room for an Asian and a blood. A lot of black people. You had three black people in the first segment. Now you got this guy. We got to cut out a minority. Oscar, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we had Shinsuke in the main event, I too. Say, and you had Shinsuke. You had an Asian there, too. In the same match as Kofi. So, you know. Was, you know was, was oh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, no, no. You're right. You're right. That was different. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was different. Um, that was against Black and Ricochet as well because apparently now they're a tag team, which yeah. apparently they are now in the Dusty Road Classic for NXT as well. And I don't understand what the fuck that is, but we're not there yet. Truth comes out, says he wants to follow in the footsteps of someone that he looked up to when he was a little, little, kid, little kid, John Cena. <laughs> oh, that was so great. <laughs> so our so, truth issues an open challenge after a seven-second dance break. And let me just say, if anyone knows Carmella and you are listening to this, or Carmella, if you are listening to this, I need to know how you get into those pants because I am 99.9% sure someone sprays those on you and you just wash them off at the end because there's – Must be. Must be. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, it looks like it's just part of you. hmm Kofi does his open challenge. Andrade comes out to accept it. Rey Mysterio comes out and knocks Andrade down and slides in the ring first. Kofi says, you know, what would John Cena do? And Carmelo's like, oh, he would take them Kofi both on. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, our truth said. We don't all look alike, Matt. That's true. They're both better looking than you and have more hair. Okay. Um, our truth said, well, what would John Cena do? And Carmelo said, uh, he'd take them both on. He goes, I don't really want to do that, but. Okay. Like, and our truth won. He defended it. 
Also did a five knuckle shuffle and that little fucking spinny backdrop thing that Cena sets up the five knuckle shuffle with. Man. <laughs> yes. Wins I with a roll up, but he won. Hmm. I said he won with a roll up, but he won. Whatever. W's a W. I agree. So you you enjoyed that segment. I enjoyed that segment. It was fun. I'm just disappointed that it's taken three weeks for them to put that man on the show since he won the title. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll have a title defense at Fastlane. I wouldn't put your money on it, but maybe. Yeah, if he does, he'll lose it. Uh, then Charlotte Flair comes out, and she cuts a promo. Uh, doesn't mention how her dad got beat up by Batista, or she wasn't even on Monday Night Raw for her dad's birthday celebration, which I think is kind of selfish and fucked up. But basically, it's the Charlotte promo. She comes out, and she says that she's better than everyone. And Ronda says, you know, this is what a champion's supposed to be. The difference is Charlotte does what she's told and goes where she's supposed to and does what she's asked and stays in her lane. And Ronda doesn't do that, and Becky doesn't do that. Now Ronda laid down the championship, so because she does what she's supposed to do and she stays in her lane and she's blonde and has big boobs, she expects to go to Monday Night Raw and be crowned the new WWE Raw Women's Champion. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it was a Charlotte promo. Cool. It's a good promo. All her promos are good. Yeah, it's not bad. I was just saying, yeah, it was another Nothing... Yeah, but nothing happened. Like, okay, you're going to go to Monday Night Raw. Something will happen on Raw. I'm more excited for that than I am for you telling us that next week you're going to go to Raw without Ronda coming down, without Asuka coming out, without Becky getting arrested again, which, by the way, her mugshots are up, and WWEshop.com asked if we wanted those on a T-shirt. I absolutely want Becky's Atlanta, Georgia mugshots on a fucking T-shirt. I want that shirt. I'm with it. Nothing happened. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Then, as I said, uh, apparently Ricochet and Alistair Black are now a tag team because they teamed up at halftime heat and they're beating people. But at least here, they didn't beat the tag team champions. They didn't beat the Usos. They took on Rusev and Nakamura, who is a team they should have taken on. Were the Usos on, on SmackDown? Mm, no, but that's the fucking weird thing. They said the Usos were going to be on SmackDown next. And then when they did that, it was uh, the Kofi match, and the Usos didn't show up. Hmm. They announced the Usos before a commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and the New Day's music hits, and Kofi comes out. And I'm like, you're not the Usos. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Really fucking weird. But anyway, Black and Ricochet beat Shinsuke and Rusev. And I've got to tell you, Travis, I talk shit about the Kinshasa but there was a little bit there between Shinsuke Nakamura and Aleister Black where I was like, I kind of want to see this match one-on-one. I didn't know I wanted to see this match one-on-one until right now, but I kind of want to see Aleister Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura because I feel like their styles would lead to us getting out of Shinsuke what everyone says Shinsuke had that I never saw because I didn't watch New Japan. Mm-hmm. We'll see who has the better kick. Well, one's a knee, one's a kick, and it's obviously Alistair Black. Okay, well, who has the better leg attack? Uh, and Black won with the uh, Black Mass here, which he also did on Monday Night Raw. Um, Ricochet's fantastic. We've talked about that. I really I can't wait till we get back to having you watch NXT stuff so I can show you some of his matches and some of the cool shit he's done that you've missed. 
Uh, we also get a backstage promo from AJ Styles, where AJ talks about how he hasn't quite been himself and he's not at the top of his game, but he's going to get back there and blah, blah, blah. And then Randy Orton just shows up out of nowhere after he says, this is the house that AJ Styles built. And he goes, the house that who built or something along those lines. So apparently we're going to get an AJ Styles, Randy Orton feud, which I'm cool with. It'll be fucking cool. Yeah. We'll get good matches out of it. I'm with it. And it's taking two guys who are top tier talents and using them without having to make it about the title, which is something I say they always need to fucking do. Yeah. I, I agree. Cool. Lacey Evans walks out again for no reason on SmackDown, just kind of comes down and does a little turn and walks back. Rumors are that she might be facing Asuka at WrestleMania. We'll see. Um, I doubt it. And then we get to Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, which Kevin Owens asked Triple H and Stephanie for backstage after the contract signing. He's like, listen, I know you guys didn't know about this. And they're like, well, how long did you know about this? He goes, well, that doesn't matter. I know you guys didn't know about it. It doesn't matter how long I knew about it. Fact is, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. But I want to team with Kofi tonight. And the whole time, because it's Kevin Owens, my bullshit meter's going off. And I'm like, something's Mm. not right here. Why does Kevin Owens? Like, I know he left as a good guy, but it was like an unintentional face turn. Right. And he's been gone. And I'm like, something's not right here because you're still fucking Kevin Owens. Why do you want to team with Kofi after you just took his spot? Like, what is going on here? I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. But we got the match, and he didn't turn on Kofi, and it was a cool match. Uh, fucking Daniel Bryan kicked out of the pop-up powerbomb, and Kevin Owens won with a stunner. Yeah, yeah. He's actually deep. He's done that on house shows before, but now he's actually doing it on TV. So. Stone Cold has been all over WWE this week, whether it's Becky Lynch attacking someone when she's suspended and getting arrested and hauled away by the cops, or Kevin Owens hitting the Stone Cold stunner, Vince McMahon being a fucking prick and screwing people over. Attitude era blueprints everywhere, minus the gratuitous violence, vulgarity, and semi-nudity. Yeah. What kind of titties, Travis? Some chocolate titties. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know. I lost my train of thought now because you brought up chocolate titties. What was I going to say? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for a pair of your own chocolate titties, you can find them on OneFall. OneFall is the dating app. Oh, look, you didn't mute me. What happened? You yeah, I got it in again. I got it in again. Um, no, we were talking Kofi, Kevin Owens, the stunner, the Attitude Era stuff. Oh, Any yeah. That bring- oh, I was going to say, yeah, I still don't trust the Kevin Owens thing. I'm positive he's going to do something, but we'll see. We will see. Um, I'm sure you're right, and I'm sure it'll lead to what happens uh, with Kofi going into WrestleMania, which if there is a God, in heaven please 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 let kofi go to wrestlemania and win the wwe championship please 
end this racist curse that WWE has inflicted upon us when it comes to the WWE Championship and just let this happen because it would be fantastic. It would make all of us extremely happy around the world. Vince McMahon has come out and told us he's going to listen to the fans and give the fans what they want. And the fans have clearly told them we want Kofi. So him coming out and doing the exact opposite of that is counterintuitive to what he told us. I've got to believe that he meant it when he said it for real and storyline Vince and backstage Vince have two separate agendas. I just, I have to believe that. So please, 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 please. Kofi mania. It's good that you said, please. Amen. Um, Travis, who's going over this week? Hmm. Go with our truth. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's another good one. Our truth retained his U.S. title and actually got to show up on TV. Roman Reigns beat cancer. And that's just, I'm going to believe that that's what happened and that's true. And I'm not going to. Yes, Matt, we are not going to assume that he faked leukemia. All right. We are not. He beat cancer. Yes. He is in remission. He is back. And he is not, as far as we know, going to WrestleMania and stealing anyone's spot. So for now, Roman Reigns is winning. Who's jobbing out this week? Mm. Leo Rush, punk ass. I'm going to go with the revival, just like I did last week, because this is fucking bullshit way to treat your tag team champions. Uh, you sound like, you know, you just, you're just taking it so personally, Matt. <laughs> it's not how you treat tag team champions. You don't have them job out two weeks in a row after winning the titles. For no reason. It's n- It's not right. It really isn't. Is there a travesty this week, Travis? Not really, because the only thing that would be a travesty, I feel like, is leading to an actual good story. So, it's cool. I'm cool this week. I'm all right. Okay. Okay. Well, you want to get into a moment in black history with Matt and Travis? Sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a moment in black wrestling history this week. You guys voted on it. It is Mark Henry winning his first World Heavyweight Championship. This took place at the Night of Champions in 2011 against the one, the only, the Viper, Randy Orton. And I have to say, of all of the moments that we have voted on and watched so far, this is probably the best match and the best played-out segment that we've seen so far. Very well done. You're right. We could not really find on the WWE Network Ron Simmons winning the championship in its full length and glory like we should have. We had to go to YouTube. Jackie winning the Cruiserweight title was, even though you enjoyed it and you got something different from it than I did, it wasn't a competitive match where she got a win. Even if she pulled it out of her ass, it was her getting beat up and then punching a guy in the dick. I don't even remember what I said, but I do remember like thinking – like it doesn't really showcase what she could really do because like I don't yeah, you didn't see her in WCW. So you didn't see her debut in WCW. Where like I saw her like perform like this damn near picture perfect suplex while wearing stiletto heels. You know? <laughs> like you brought that up. 
I did. Okay. I didn't remember that. I don't remember if I did or not. But yeah. This is during the Hall of Pain. This is the height of Mark Henry where he is just going through and squashing and smashing guys left and right. He gets this match. We got Booker T on commentary, which also made it a little extra special because Booker said, I've waited 10 years for my title shot. Mark's waited 15. He's finally got it, and he wins it. Um, Afterwards, when he beats Randy Orton with the world's strongest slam after avoiding an RKO, uh, just pure power throughout the match, he cuts a promo and says, I don't want any of your praise. I don't want any of your support. You weren't there for me before this. Don't try and be with me now. I'm going to start introducing everyone to the Hall of Pain. Mm-hmm. My favorite Mark Henry. Absolutely. And this is the Mark Henry that would go on in this title run, which lasted from August to December, to beat the Big Show, Daniel Bryan, and Randy Orton to retain his title. Also the point in time where the Big Show got suplexed by him off the top rope and broke the ring in one of those title defenses again. Um, No, Mark Henry's one of those guys who uh, he went through some iffy gimmicks and things in his time, whether it be sexual chocolate and May Young. Um, He got brought in, and he started out as the muscle for the Nation of Domination when he first came in. Um, he's a legit second strongest man ever to, uh, live, I believe is the way I read it. I was looking up his Wikipedia and they announced that he is the second strongest man to have ever lived. That's what it is. Mm. Um, ever. So, I mean, I'd like to see him. I didn't look that up. I should have, but I didn't. And I don't believe that person exists. So he's the strongest man to ever live. I was going to say, we've seen the guy pull two semi-trucks. We've seen him pull, like, a plane. Like, we've seen him do incredible feats of strength. And did that, like, impossible lift thing in a one-handed dumbbell, whatever that dumbbell is. It said, like, nobody's ever been able to lift it and all that shit. And he did that. Yeah, Yeah, he's the first person to ever lift it one-handed and press it. That was in his Wikipedia. It's called the unliftable. uh, The unliftable something. Um, Here's the thing. If... He had beat John Cena for the WWE title like they had led us to believe he would have when he did his fake retirement speech and they had that awesome angle. We'd probably be talking about that right now. Mm -hmm. But as Travis has said, history has shown us that they don't do things like that and they pulled the rug out from under us and they didn't give him the title then when they should have. Luckily, we have this moment. We have this win. He's also a former European champion, former tag team champion. Um. Mark is one of those guys, as I said in a tweet about Kofi, who not only deserved it, but he earned it, and it was good to see him get it here. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like we said, great match, too. So it was just good to see. Yeah, it was about a 20-minute match. It wasn't a quick match. It wasn't, you know, any interference or bullshit. It was those two guys going at it, Henry getting a clean win with that uh, World's Strongest Slam, which is what I want to see when something like this happens. Definitely. So I'm absolutely happy with it. Ugh. Next week, uh, I'll have another pull-up. Uh, I have a very strong suspicion that D'Lo Brown beating Triple H for the European title is going to win that poll, but we will see. 
Uh, Travis, is there anything you want to see on that poll next week uh, for a moment in black wrestling history? Hmm. Maybe uh, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson win the tag titles. Okay, we'll look for that. Uh, did you go back and watch the Velveteen Dream win the North American Championship? No, I forgot. Uh, I messaged you and reminded you, too, because I, I knew you were drunk and wouldn't remember. I know, I know. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I forgot again. I have no excuse. All right, so. But, yeah. Well, guys, look for that in the polls. That is facebook.com slash groups slash smacking it raw. Uh, you guys there will find that poll as right now, as I said earlier, we have a tournament to determine the best intercontinental champion of all time. As always, I don't agree with some of these picks you guys are making, but is what it is. Brian Vanderweel is doing a fantastic job with that. Uh, we are now in round two, uh, about every day or every other day, he's got a new poll up. Um, so make sure you tune in and check that out and you get your votes in so we can determine the greatest IC champion of all time. I asked you a question on Twitter earlier, and you didn't answer me. I didn't even ask to see the question. What was the question? Um, should we inform everyone listening to Smack and Raw podcast that a certain someone's DMs are open for pictures? <laughs> no, man. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't, no. we shouldn't put that Twitter out there and tell them that her DMs are open. No. You might want to check Twitter because I asked you that on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. No. No, see, I could plug it. I mean, no. I, I know what her Twitter handle is. That's nice. We're gonna keep going. Everybody knows what her Twitter handle is. They should, because we say it every week. But. Not on here, we don't. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, guys. Um, Super Flash Hero is not here this week, but we did get a creation conversation without Matt Ritter. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, I guess you can go check that out. They talk about the Oscars, and Travis gives himself some long, convoluted intro. Uh, that you guys will not be hearing here anymore because I am not memorizing that shit. Um, I'm sure it's fun. It's fine. Uh, so go check that out. Matt's a hater. Check it out. It was a great episode. Um, Super Flash here. I'll be back next week. So you guys got this week to get caught up if you guys are behind. I know I am behind. I still have not watched Supergirl from two weeks ago. Uh just been busy so i need to get caught up on that so i can listen to the supergirl only episode that they did it that was, guys is fit huh it was more supergirl yeah that guys is facebook.com slash groups slash super flesh year of tomorrow and as i mentioned every week that is hosted by mara the shark watkins with her co-host travis pointer also the creation conversation you guys can find along with all of the videos from all of the groups hosted by Creation Magazine at facebook.com slash creation magazine. That one is run by Travis, as well as the Creation Conversation. He does a fantastic job hosting that shit. And uh, Travis, they can find you on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cusses a Bunch. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. You guys can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And as always, make sure you guys go check out One Fall, the dating app for all you wrestling fans who are looking for that five-star match. I already stopped, Travis, so don't bother trying to mute me. <laughs> First, Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer. I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good.
Peace.